2: This is really kind of important because I I think, I don't think I've talked about this very often, but if you came to my house, there'd be a couple of things you'd notice about it. Um, But one of the things you'd notice is how in almost every room there is some kind of image, painting, something, something of a wolf. And when people come in, first of all, they're really shocked by my house in general because they know me as a girl from the Bronx. So that must mean something. That must mean, okay, you're a girl from the Bronx, so you really, what are all these things you've got on your walls, all of the above? But the thing that I'm most asked about, I'm asked about two things that people discover as they kind of browse around. They ask me, what is your fascination with wolves? And then the other thing they ask me, what is your fascination with twinkle lights and is it related? Well, today's show is not about the twinkle lights. Today's show is to get a deep understanding of the most amazing journey today that you'll hear about. You know, it's the journey into awakening with the wolves with Julia Griffin joining me here today. And you're going to hear about it from different perspectives, because in a sense, I never have a good answer for people when they ask me the question about what is up with the wolves. I never have like an answer they relate to. My only answer is I love them. And they want to know why. But that's not for me to talk about. Our journeys with whatever it is that you're drawn to, you know, it could be a wolf, it could be a dragon. Our journeys are personal, but they're not private. Our journeys are unique, but we find common ground. Today, you're going to find that in, in hearing one of the most incredible stories of what we learn and what Julia has learned through the voices of animals, how she found her gifts and how these gifts And the wolf's vision is for a new world. For those of you, I want to just tell you a little bit about Julia. Intuitive healer, amazing. transformed the lives of many people, right? Whether you've worked with her directly or you've listened to her show or you know of her work, whether it's counseling or animal communication, awakening classes, she is out and about helping all of us rise up to that intuitive gift that's within each and every one of us. But more importantly, how do we recognize the soul and the soul's inner and most deepest desire? And what are those amazing signs, creatures that are put in front of us and what's here for us to learn? Julia, it's great to have you. I I can't wait to hear this.
0: I am so excited to be here. So I'll just start by saying that I had a flash of awakening. And then that night, a few nights after that, I kept hearing a spirit wolf. And I could see it in my mind and no one else could hear it. And I found it terrifying at the time. And this is not uncommon. When an animal is your totem, you're going to have a strong feeling. It can be like positive passion or it can be fear, or it can be something else, but it's never anything in the middle. It's like a big on-off switch. Well, on the full moon, a friend of ours had two wolves, and I decided, well, it wouldn't hurt to go and look at them. The next thing that happened is I found myself drawn to the pen with two wild wolves. And when I went in, it was the most incredible feeling. It is like all this light radiated into me, and... When you're with a wolf, you become very present physically because they're aware of you that way. And then there's also like this huge light, this huge spiritual impulse. So that happened, and we went home, and then the most amazing thing happened. The wolf started sending images to me and talking to me. And some of these things, I could like actually go and see if it was true or not. You know, like the bracelet you've been missing is in the second drawer of your dresser. Well, it was. And other things like, um, this is the, this is how I could go through the woods to get to your house. And it was. And so all these communications started coming through. Later on, the lady who took the wolves, Liz Mahaffey, she had about ten wolves of her own. At that point, they were legal in Georgia, and she raised them. And all of those wolves talked to me. They told me about the earth and why we're here and how the animals on the earth are actually putting out imprints or vibrations for all of us to move into awakening and realization with. To go back to what you said about having wolves around your house, obviously they have chosen you. They are the spirit animal that comes in to protect you, to love you, to keep you safe, and to direct your energy. Mm. As the wolf becomes your totem, go ahead. Well,
2: I was going to ask you this because, you know, I used to, and and I think you'll address this. Once upon a time, I thought I had to offer a logical answer until I went on my first vision quest in the high desert. And then I realized that when you have a connection, connection like the one you're talking with, connection like so many of us listening, there is no required answer for people. And so I think that the answer that now comes from me is from my heart, if that makes sense.
0: Exactly. And wolves live from their heart. They have a huge heart. They love you more than anything in the world, and they would die for you in a second if a wolf loves you. It would never think about it at all. Um, Life doesn't mean a lot to a wolf because they know that they reincarnate, and they're not afraid of it. They don't have karma like human beings do. So. They have no reluctance to live, die, do whatever they're urged to do by spirit or energy, which makes them a wonderful teacher. And the interesting thing about this is after I had that flash of awakening, I knew from everything that I'd ever read that a teacher was going to come to me. And so I started asking for my teacher and asking for my teacher. And about a year into this, a plane with wolves, and they're huge. The ones that I was around were between about 80 and 160 pounds, and I'm small. But I realized your energy is what keeps you anchored physically. And I learned to use that. You also gain physical strength, obviously, when you're around a big animal like that. But I trusted them and I loved them. But So in my asking for a teacher, the wolf is what I got. And that is such a non-logical thing. You know, I was thinking I would get someone like a person on the hermit card. And instead it was wolf. And they sent waves of energy that I learned to unravel into words and pictures. I realized that wolves talk with pictures or visual, and we could send those back and forth at any point. So they literally taught me to communicate with energy. And then they told me the stories that they've had since the beginning of time about how people are truly co-creators, and we're just separated from our power, but we're coming back into it now. And just as we're talking about it and thinking about it, it's taking us there. One of the interesting distinctions that the wolves made, and yes, they were like talking to a person, only with your heart, is that nothing is worth anything unless it comes from your heart. That mm. comes from your heart, it's non-logical. It's filled with love. It puts you into a place where the quantum field opens, where everything starts to behave in a different way. And that was one of the most amazing things about them, is that they could sort of bend reality, and they thought that was easy.
1: Hmm.
2: I want to ask you about this for a minute, and here's what I want to ask you. I found myself, Julia, and probably we should talk about this when we come back from break. But I want to just—I'm going to mention it. I found myself uh, at a given point in time when, as you called it, when I had my awakening, I found that my life, my life, had to shift drastically, but I didn't do it. It's like, I just began seeing the world differently, and doing things differently. And, you know, one of the things that I remember, the first of these things, you know, happened as far back as 1991. I'm not saying it didn't happen before that, because I think I have been guided most of my life. But I can remember a feeling in that moment in 1991, when I looked in the mirror and I changed. Now, some people would say, and this is what I believe, that I didn't change. I went back to the heartfelt essence of who I was. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Julia about how has this, how has her story, how has her awakening, how has all of this in the spirit of what, what I just said, how is it we're able to now know things? like know things, what are the messages we're being given? Let's take a short break, we'll be right back.
3: Are you new to playing with the law of attraction or a seasoned pro looking for an easy and organized way to monitor your co-creation endeavors as you draw them from the immaterial planes into your physical reality? Then join me over at goldenotter.us our bi-monthly new and full moon rituals where we plant seeds of intention then harvest the fruits of our desires as part of a dynamic community in the members only lunar manifestations forum i'm autumn seibel host of golden Otter radio where the metaphysical beats the mainstream and i can't wait to meet you have you discovered the remarkable books at angelhealinghouse.com author claire candy hoff has channeled rare books of inspiration and insight
1: Angels of Faith is an inspiring story of healing, comfort, and hope that reminds us that death is not to be feared, but embraced with joy.
3: One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness takes readers on a roller coaster ride through Angel Ariel's five most important lives on earth, as well as her experiences in the afterlife, and helps us remember our own journey across the veil.
1: And Claire Candy's autobiography, I Am an Angelic Walk In which details the 2003 soul exchange that took place when Claire Candy walked out of her body and Angel Ariel walked in, creating heaven on earth for herself and others.
3: To find out more about these wonderful books, visit angelhealinghouse.com today. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidiger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com.
4: Wow, everybody, hey, welcome back. Look,
2: I am so thrilled. This is Journey into Awakening with the Wolves. Uh, A very special guest today is Julia Griffin. And what I want to say is, you know, as we're talking about this and you hear us talk, if something comes to mind and you would like to connect with Julia, please give us a call. I mean, we have a toll-free number. You can just dial it. Benny will connect with you, 1-800-930-2819. Because things may come up just like what happened to me. Julia, before we go uh, deeper, I'd love people to know how they can find out more about you, more about your work, more about classes, all of the above.
0: You can go to my website, onetrueself.com, O-N-E, trueself.com. And if you want to go to contact, send me an email and I will write you back.
2: Beautiful. So before the break, and this is where the next part of your journey continues. We were talking about this. Before the break, what I said was in 1991, I had an event and I was at the top of my career. I was an executive, corporate America, Fortune 100 company, uh, all, all of the things, the house, the car, the whole thing. And I was leaving my house one day and by my door, was a mirror. And I, I generally always stopped to look in the mirror just to make sure that I forget anything. But this day, I looked in the mirror and I was unrecognizable to myself. And I remember that feeling. I can't really explain it right now, but I think you can. You'll be able to help us with this. I was unrecognizable. And as I walked out the door and got in my very fast sports car and went to my job I didn't go there the same. I went there very differently. And my job was to implement a corporate downsizing program which would have fired a lot of long-term people. And I walked in and out of my mouth after I was told to fire a woman one month away from a full pension, I said, I'm not doing it. It's out of integrity. It just doesn't honor the dignity of the human spirit. And I'm not doing it. I'm not firing Janine. And my boss said, you have to. I said, take my head count. That came out of my, take Take my, take me. That came out of my mouth. I was six months away from my own pension. You, you, you get it? But that's not the end. As my boss is trying to yank my badge off, all I could think about, and I know these are the wolves, all I could think about is Pat, call Columbia and see if your two year old application for a graduate program is there. So for me, I changed everything about my life changed. is can you talk to this for yourself? Now I, I have to tell you this. This is not just a great story because I lost a lot of things in this process. I shed a lot of the baubles and the things that I thought were very important to me. Tell us how that worked, or how that works for you
0: with your connection. Sure. I just really totally lost my identity. Um, um, I had worked in art. I had already had a daughter. I had a son. I was staying home with him. I had a huge garden. We were out in the country. It was beautiful near a mountain. We eventually had a wolf. It was like the perfect life, but I can't say that it was a perfect marriage. And whenever I would ask the wolves to help me with that, they would say, no, it's not in alignment. Well, I thought, well, okay, that's fine. I'll just go on with it as long as I can. But I noticed that my ex-husband became very upset. The more that I gained gifts of spirit, the more that I could read plants, animals, and I was starting to know what other people were really thinking or feeling, It wasn't clear then as it is now. But I was starting to be able to recognize truth and untruth and conversations and things like that. And he didn't like it that I was changing and I would feel this resentment. And after a while, I started getting the message that I had to leave. And I was like, oh, sure, in two or three years, maybe. But that energy grew and grew until I was uncomfortable at home. I had to get a job. I started working part-time as a librarian and then later full-time. But before I got the full-time job, it became so unbearable that I left in my old car with both of my children a wolf and $300. And I lived with a friend for six months. And toward the end of the six months, money came in. My parents helped me after they swore that they wouldn't because they didn't think I could take care of myself. And I found a beautiful place to live in. But those were the scariest six months. I didn't have a marriage. I didn't know if my job would stay. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know how I was going to live. And that's a lot to go through. But here's the thing about it. When you lean on the universe or you lean on the spirit of the wolves, you find that there is an additional energy that carries you through all these low points. Yeah. And it's it's not like you don't keep going through them. Every single period of growth I've I've ever had is preceded by one of these low points. But I will give you a wonderful example about the library. I kept reading books on spiritual people whenever it was quiet. Then I took a job for John Velo's online magazine, Spirit of Mott, and I ended up writing articles about all the people whose books I had read out there in a rural library in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Hmm. And that's sort of the cycle or the spiral that it makes. And we keep going through it because we're evolving. You can't evolve without revisiting different points in time and space. And your I, identity changes.
4: Mm,
2: I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, let's talk about that for a minute. Because what do you make of w- what I said when I looked in the mirror? It wasn't the only time this happened. But I looked in the mirror and I really was unrecognizable to myself.
0: You may have been seeing who you really are. What Mm -hmm. I've noticed is that at some point in the spiritual journey, you can glimpse who you really are or who you were in another lifetime, particularly when you're going through a huge shift, as you did. And I noticed the same thing. Um, Unbelievably, I was a very. Sometimes I can be very shy, but this inner voice from my heart would start speaking through myself. You know, like if I was meditating with people and they said, "Let's do reincarnation experiences," (laughs) I would hear myself say, like no, this isn't the right time or with the right people. I'm sorry, I can't do this. And everybody would go, okay. And then I'd think, boy, that was strange. Yeah. You know, where did that but, come from? But who it's exactly. coming from is your inner self, just like with you at work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Julia, I want to talk about this, too, because this wasn't a one-time event for you. This now became a way of life. And I think that's really key to what we're talking about. Because even though I recognize that as the first time that, that I recognized that event, I know it wasn't the first time. I know there were others, mm-hmm. but that's the first time that I recognized it was one of a whole bunch that came forward and happened to this day. So it was the first one that I could point to where my life changed and I had been guided all the way, guided all the way. Even the selection of doctoral programs that I was going to go to and the one I picked as my first choice. And I got to tell you, there was nothing about my GRE scores or any of it that would logically have gotten me into the school I got into. But I didn't think about it. It didn't stop me. I just went through the process. Is that the wisdom that we can talk about of the wolves? You know, this level of knowing And then our job, isn't our job then to follow it? And that sometimes isn't the easiest thing to do.
0: (laughs) No, why did the magazine hire me? I had written exactly one newspaper article. You know, I had done a lot of writing for um, an art museum, but that's completely different writing from interviewing. And as soon as I sent the letter and the example of an article, she wrote back and said, yeah, we'll take you, we'll pay you this much an article. Wow. I mean, you know, like it happened within 10 minutes. Wow. I I want to talk... That energy uh, of the mm -hmm, wolf does make these really odd connections that would never exist otherwise. And I think it's a great example that they set for us that the way they see reality and the way they can make it work is where we need to go.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I want to talk about that when we come back. These, This guidance, these decisions... These would not be decisions I would have made for myself at all. But now when I look back, I could see the tapestry of what was being created then, and, and it's not done. I mean, I look at this now, and I, and I know um, exactly how, how guidance is being delivered. You know, what do you think is our greatest challenge in listening
0: To notice when things repeat, to notice when you feel in pain about something, because Mm -hmm. I have people, like people who are taking classes right now, and they'll say, it just won't leave me alone, you know, like I'm suddenly so lonely, or I can't bear the way I feel about prosperity, and I'm going, that's like your soul speaking, saying, let's get it together, let's see things differently, let's feel things differently, let's believe, you know, so the negative emotions that we experience actually take us into the next step of reality, you know, like I thought I would be a librarian out in the middle of nowhere forever and that my life would ev- would never change, but I'd actually been given an assignment. What if I hadn't read all those books when they said get someone for an interview on so-and-so? Mm. I wouldn't even have known who to ask I w- because I read most of the books nine or ten times. I knew just about every word in them, and of course the people were impressed. <laughs>
2: and, you know, this is really what I call... Connecting the dots. This is really for, for for what you're sharing today. This idea of connecting the dots as if we're actually connecting the dots. And let's say we are. Let's say our job is to connect the dots. The dots are being presented to us. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking with Julia about how then, how then, Do we see the world? Do we see people? And more importantly, how do we overcome anxiety, fear, and anger in the world? Because right now, you all have heard me talk about this. In the latest poll survey that was taken, the United States of America has hit the top of the list for most anxious country. What are we to do? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
0: To your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org.
3: A word of caution.
1: Discover the creative genius within on Creative Voice Radio with Gwen Fox each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in for a conversation that will inspire, motivate, and empower you to share your inner vision with the world. Make the deep connection between art and spirituality to take your artistic expression beyond anything you dream possible. Say yes to fear. Say yes to the creative genius within. For more information about Creative Voice Radio and working with Gwen, visit GwenFox.com.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Journey into Awakening with the Wolves. My very special guest, Julia Griffin, joining me here today. You know, this, today's episode, today's show, is about um, a very, very... What I think is a a very amazing and personal journey and awakening of Julia Griffin. But yet, as you listen to this and as you listen to now what she's about to share, you'll find, as I did, you'll find that, you know, our lives and some of the similarities we have and some of the things we experience, right, we find those similarities, even though in the world today we're so focused on differences there are so many similarities, so many things in our stories that connect, yet at the same time, many of us have not really understood what was really going on. And today, what Julia is sharing is, you know, her life, how it changed, what role, what, what role do the wolves play, the connection to the wolves, you know, how they uh, work with us with energy and manifestation. And before the break, Julia, what I said was, look, you know, lots of information talking about the level of fear, anxiety, and anger right now, the level of emotions right now. And, you know, the question would be, what is going on? But that's not the question for today, because I went through, just like you, anxiety, fear, and anger, you know, as I could not recognize my old self. How did this fit into the process of your awakening? And what is the message for our world?
0: First of all, we all go through fear, anxiety, and worry when we go through the spiritual initiations. We all go through the same initiations, like awakening, um, becoming more of who you are, learning to speak with your inner voice. But the experience itself is highly individual and unique. We have thousands of people awakening in the world at one time. They are moving through those layers of lower emotions. And we have one whole population that's not aware of it at all, that whenever they feel us have those emotions, they amplify them. So it is quite a spiritual test. For me, then and now, I use the techniques that the wolf taught me. So let me share some of those with you. If you're worried about money, then you have to make up your mind that this is real. You see yourself with more money in the bank. If your bank account is online, see it going up by 1000 thousand, five thousand, ten thousand $5,000, $10,000, whatever is believable to you. See that because it actually calls the energy in. If you need to be in better health, focus on a time when you felt healthy, when food tasted wonderful. Hold that visual. You're having fabulous food, you're hiking, you're around people who are very fit. As it's emotional and you're worried about relationships, you can use color with those, like light blue light brings ease and contentment. Pink light is unconditional love, which we all need. Never hurts to send that to anyone. But imagine how you would feel if everything was resolved. Create a picture of a harmonious earth. What would that look like? To me, that's that we're using materials that are more holistic, there are more trees, there are better relationships with animals and plants. It's easier for us to imagine wonderful things and have them happen, and all the light workers are abundant and living in beautiful spaces and helping to change the world of finance. Those are the kind of images that I hold if I'm afraid of something, I make myself hold the opposite energy, a picture of the opposite energy. So you actually go 180 degrees. Now, when I was learning this, the wolves held the visuals for me. So I very quickly picked them up. If I needed money, they saw me with money. So that helped me to get the vibrations, mm. the frequencies, and the pictures.
2: mm. You know, there's something that's so – let's talk about this for a minute in, in a couple different ways. You know, the idea of what you're sharing and, you know, the the way to go about that, um, I find it not only significant and important, but I find it once I was able to uh, – what, what's the word I want to use? Once I was able to try it out, because sometimes we get these – we get these things to do, and we don't really understand where they're coming from, right? But once I was able to try it out, what happened to me, and I think it happened to you, and I'd love for you to talk about it, is is now has become a way of life. I mean, I don't even see words anymore, right? I got, I went through an entire doctoral program and created these concepts because I didn't see statistics as numbers or constructs as boxes, right? There became right. a different visualization of the relationships of things. It, it, this is part of it, too, isn't it?
0: It's, yes, it's reading energy from your heart. When you're projecting a different number for your bank account, you're projecting energy mm-hmm. from your heart and seeing yourself in a place of abundance. You're literally sending the frequency into it that changes it. And the more evolved you become, the more everything is energy. Um, I can give you an example. Sometimes yes. student... Uh, one time a student wrote me this long, long email about everything that was the matter in her life, and I thought it said, I'm having a lot of trouble, I'm really irritable because my hormones are off. Mm-hmm. So I wrote her back with some suggestions for hormones, and she said, how did you know that? That's amazing. And I thought, well, let me see what her email says again, and it said something completely different. <laughs> but her energy was speaking through the email. And you know, you know isn't so when that... Reading...
2: Go ahead. Isn't that, though, really the fascination of it? But I really want you to talk about this for a little bit because I love what you did. See, this is the part I don't think that we do, right? So until we get used to doing it, you went back to look at the email and you said, yeah. oh, see, that's all part of the the wisdom that the wolves are also trying to share with us, right? I, I right. feel it's this ongoing flow. And... Mm-hmm. The greatest challenge I find now, uh, which I'm very aware of, when I hear that, do not second guess myself. I think second guessing has been my Achilles heel for me in my life, regardless, from a very young age. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I wake up in the morning, this is what I ask. I ask, please, what is mine to do today? I will get an answer within a second or two or three, right? Mm -hmm. Now I know to go do it. Some days it's like, Pat, do your wash, right? Mm -hmm. Other days it's like, Pat, redesign your entire technology for your network. And then I go, (laughs) yeah. Share with us, this is what's possible for people, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's totally possible for everyone. It usually comes out the easiest with something that you love. Because one of the first things that happened is sometimes the wolves would tell me to come over or they needed me. And they would have a message for me. So I immediately got, oh, yeah, I'm right on this. Mm. Then it switched to the garden. I would be gardening and moving around these huge plants. And I would hear the plant, I would get this feeling that the plant didn't want to go in the hole. So I would move it somewhere else. And then it would grow like four times its normal size. So I was seeing constant results in physical reality. But this is true for everyone. You just start with a visual. Take whatever part of your life causes you the most fear or pain or upset and start seeing it differently. And the universe will work with you on that. And follow your intuition. No one is going to be 100% right. Maybe you'll be between 90 and 99%. So when you're not right, you notice that. And you go like, okay, so these intuitions aren't right, but all the rest of them are. So I'm going to follow these. And the more you do it, the more the universe gives you information about energy. And the more aligned you are with energy, the more deeply you go into your path and the wonder and the magic of it all.
2: Um,
0: I want to go program.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say, I want to go ahead and skip the break because I want to talk with you about outcomes. Right. This is the term I love mm-hmm. to use. Outcomes. You know, I can point to hundreds. And if you talk to Linda, who's been my best friend since I was 22, right? If you talk to her, she will point to these outcomes. And she's my best friend for a reason, Julia, because when things happen, Linda says, of course. So here I am, I just met Linda, I turned to her, we both worked in the phone company. I'm, I'm in my 22, I think, or something. And I said to Linda, Linda, I am going, I, Linda, I'm I, I, I I'm going to get a PhD. And Linda turned to me without, look, I'm going back, right? I just met her. And she turned to me and she said, of course you will. And then I turned to her and I said, what exactly is a PhD? Because I didn't get want to get a PhD because I know what it is today, right? I delivered right. mail. See, tell me if this is the wills. I delivered mail at the phone company. Out of all the mail routes I could have gotten at Bell Labs, I got the mail route to Building 15. See, these were the people, Julia, that created everything that you cannot even possibly imagine from basic research. I delivered mail to the man that create that developed that 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 the man that discovered the Big Bang. Arno Penzias. I had bagels with him. But here's what happened. Every one of them almost at the end of their name had PhD. And I equated PhD with fun because they always had fun and they taught me how to play ping pong. But that's not what that might be what I thought but the wolves had a bigger plan, right? Isn't that how this they works? They always like,
0: have a bigger plan yeah. and always <laughs> off target from whatever you think it is. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I read all those books because, A, I wanted to grow, and, B, because I was bored. But look where it took me. Mm. And and that's the thing. I mean, those people had a magnetic, interesting, expansive energy, and you had to be exposed to it. Yeah you had to whether it was them or someone else in a different place that was part of it the exposure to the energy yeah it's just like being around a wolf is the most powerful animal if they love you of course you're going to feel more powerful if you're around mm. billion, brilliant people who are creating they're going to inspire that in you if you're open
2: mm. now you have physically been around wolves yes that's part I've of your journey it too yeah. yeah, I have not. So when I talk about them, people are like, "Have you ever been around a wolf?" I'm like, "No. Have you ever seen a wolf in person?" Uh, no, because I will not go to see any animal caged. Won't do it. Mm-hmm. Everything else? no. And so, can we talk a little bit about this energy that comes from them and other, other animal friends, even if we haven't seen them?
0: Sure. In person, so, I mean. Right. So when you're with a wolf, it looks right into your soul, right into your heart, and it weighs you. Mm. And domesticated wolves are typically very polite, but they don't like most people. They want you to have that very psychic quality. That's sort of what they seize on because that's how they talk. But when they look at you, it is like a bolt of lightning going through you. Yeah. It's like just immediately you feel The whole world, like ten times more. Now, having said that, they are very playful. I have taken them. I met my friend, and she brought three wolves to visit with me. We were in a city, and we took them everywhere with us in North Carolina into restaurants on the street. And in the end, they got into a fountain and started playing, and everyone around got into the fountain with us. So that's how social they can be. They are passionate, very strong animal. They have nothing to be afraid of. And it is fabulous to be around something, anything that has no fear.
2: Right.
0: And they transmit that to you. But there is this, it's like underneath their beautiful fur, which is on the top, silky and smooth and incredible and waterproof. There is the most softest down, like a sheep or something. And you can put your hands in that when you're really close to them. And that's how they are on the inside. If they decide to love you, they have no reason to love anyone or anything. They just do. They love you more than anything. They have no reason. They can feed themselves. They can find water. They're fine out in the wild. They've just decided to adore you. And that's an incredible kind of love. So you wanted me to talk about another animal. I had a pet deer growing up, and she was so tame that she could come on our porch, dead almost every night, and sometimes she'd come in the living room and watch television with us. When she was about three, she fell in love with a male deer and went away, had fawns, and would visit us sometimes. But she taught me how to walk in shadows so that no one could see you. I used to play hide-and-seek with her out in the orchards. Hmm. And... She taught me how to find the earth's current so I could bounce up really high when I was running. Hmm. And so that's another example of energy. Their how, energy does how does that feel?
2: How so, does that feel? I just had a visual of that. and my uh, So here's what I just had a visual of that. And my heart went up into my throat for just a nanosecond there, right? It's
0: a way of throwing your feet down on the earth. And I used to run uh, with her barefooted. It took a long time uh, for my feet to get strong enough. When you throw them down on the earth hard enough, in the right places, it's like this energy bounces up through the arches of your feet and bounces you up in the air. mm, You know, think mm. about how they bound and how easily they can run. They're literally hitting an energy current. And so all these animals are always offering us incredible wisdom. And each of them holds a positive vibration for the planet in a different way. You know, and like they totally believe we can get it together, you know, and we can change all these things that are going on and bring everything back into harmony. They also think that we don't need to work as much as we do. That it's easy to create abundance. And personally, I think when enough of us believe it, that will become the truth.
2: I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. Um, uh, The thing that I hear most from the people that I work with on a personal level and also uh, the team here works with, the one thing we hear across the board, and it comes in different forms, the form it comes in generally is, wow, I thought this was going to be a lot more work, generally like that. And the other thing we usually hear is, you all do so much of the heavy lifting. And so what it says to me is it's a point of overwhelm. And when it comes to somebody launching their dream, you know, it's not about working harder because what we did is we built technology to do a lot of things, right? A technology that didn't exist. But the idea that we are stuck on right now and are burning out on is we are working, working, working as a society. And I have to say, Some people feel they do. I mean, there are people that cannot put food on the table. And so one, two, three jobs. But I'm curious as to why the wolves think that.
0: Why they think this about abundance?
2: Why do they think we don't have to work so hard? Because that is an idea we should all latch on to.
0: Well, first of all, in nature, everything plays. There's nothing that doesn't play. And they think that we're a missing play in our lives. Mm-hmm. They also yeah. think that that's what ignites imagination and creativity. And that's part of the heart vibration. You mm. know, we truly, a lot of people, I would say, truly believe that if you don't work hard, you're not going to have anything. And it's Probably we could work a lot smarter or we could visualize things or we could let things flow and the abundance would come in. Hmm. There's not anyone who's struggling for money who's not holding an image of not having enough because of their experiences. Right. And that doesn't make them wrong. There's just no one to hold them into a higher visualization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which this is why I say if lightworkers had money, it would all change.
2: Because you know <laughs> there would be
0: community gardens and places for those people to live.
2: Uh-huh. There's no question about it. You know, one of the things I was really shocked by over a 15-year period of doing this, Julia, was I spoke to and interviewed some of the world's greatest from what they appear to be on the outside, best-selling authors, right? People that are Mm -hmm. known for spirituality. And I was always shocked at what they said to me in between the break, especially if I would say something like, hey, do you have a book to give away? And what I would hear back from them was wow like no I'm broke I mean they would say that to me and I you know I wouldn't know what to do in the interview because I'm like what you're talking about abundance and the law of attraction and you just said to me during the break you're broke and it and it kind of was another awakening for me see I think that was the wolves too because it set me on a different path of reality You know, it sent me on a different path of what I could accomplish.
0: You had to create it for yourself and not follow in their footsteps.
2: That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. See, because I was looking at somebody else's blueprint. And, you know, even after my life's experiences, just like yours, with having things line up perfectly, especially when the odds about them happening were like a gazillion to none, Even after that, when I started this, Julia, I went back to depending upon somebody else's blueprint. And I learned about that quickly. Six months after I started the show, I came down with the mystery disease. Mm -hmm. Um, Right?
0: Because you weren't aligned.
2: I wasn't aligned. And I had doubt. And so I now know that this was so that I could not listen to all those extra voices, that I would not go out and get a corporate job that I really didn't want. The only thing I could do is keep buying airtime and keep doing this.
0: And that happens because it got Mm -hmm. to a point for me that I was making so much more doing readings that it was ridiculous to keep my little job. (laughs) But it wasn't like I really wanted to do that. It was just like, you know, look at the numbers. Which one are you going to (laughs) do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, look,
2: I, l- much more to talk about. I want to do two things. One, again, thank you for today. I'd love for folks to know how they can get a reading with you. And then my last question is personal message. So please thank you for today and let folks know all about you.
0: Sure. You can find me at com O-N-E, TrueSelf.com. You can go under contact and contact me. There are lots of blog posts. There are recordings. There's tons of stuff for you to listen to and look at. There's even a movie with me with a wolf, little video. So there's lots to do there. The thing that I want you to know is that if you're even listening to this, A, you're awake. B, if you start using these techniques, the wolves will find you, and they will send you energy. And if you listen to your heart, they'll help you with the visual and they'll help you find your way, and I'm happy to do so, too. You can sign up for my newsletter on the front page of the website, and you'll learn more about me, and hopefully you'll write me, and I'll learn about you.
2: Mm. I have a question for the wolves, and I know I've got a minute or so left. What do they envision for the world for this coming year?
0: They want people to change their vibration. From the fear and believing that, like, the things that we see on the news or maybe even Facebook, that they replace those images with positive ones. For example, if you see that a national park is being mined, go find a place of perfect nature. Go find a place where someone has replanted trees or a clean part of the ocean and focus on that so that you're canceling out the other energy. Same thing about money or finances. If things don't look good, Read an article about someone who's doing wonderfully or find a different picture. You on your perfect vacation. Do the same thing with love and relationships. Learn to replace your lower vibrations, emotions, and thoughts with higher ones. Mm.
2: Julia, thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: You're welcome. It was my joy to be with you. Wonderful questions. Thanks so much.
2: I want to thank the wolves. Definitely want to thank them for how I know that I'm being guided each moment of every day. I want to thank Benny for pushing all the most amazing buttons in the way that he does. And I want to thank all of you. You You're the best listeners on the planet. I've been saying it for 15 years and I know deep in my heart you are. Every single one of you inspires me to show up each and every day, heart open and living life full out. We'll see you next time